Welcome to the Timeless Teachings podcast and Timeless Teachings YouTube channel. My name is Jana, and I'm your guide into the world of mysticism, spirituality, and consciousness in a practical and down-to-earth way. Here we have open and honest conversations with teachers, leaders, influencers, and simply ordinary people from all over the world about subjects that matter for our mind, body, and soul. It is all about weaving the sacred, the soulful, and the ordinary into our everyday life. Today our guest is Karma Lateral Dorje Rinpoche, a reincarnated Tibetan Lama from Bhutan. This is the second time Karma Rinpoche is coming on the Timeless Teachings podcast to share his wisdom and teachings. If you haven't watched the first interview yet, go to the episode number three and you will learn about the life of a yogi in a modern world, where Rinpoche shares honestly and openly his life story and a day-to-day living of a spiritual practitioner in a modern world. Today, we also have one more person who is joining us for the interview, Natalia Karich, who is one of Rinpoche's students and one of the community leaders for Russian-speaking spiritual seekers. She has her own school and specializes in integrative psychology and yoga. Natalia will be mainly the one asking questions during the episode today, because I believe in giving an opportunity to other people to be in this space of timeless teachings with our teachers, gurus, sages, and influences. Make yourself comfortable, and let's begin. Welcome, everyone. Today with us, we have uh, Karma Rinpoche and Natalia, who is one of his students, and uh, she will be the one who will be asking questions today on behalf of herself and her own community, Russian-speaking students uh, all over the world. And with Karma Rinpoche, we already recorded the previous interview, so if you haven't listened to it yet or watched it, so make sure. You go and do that because there you will learn just more about who he is and what is his background and what his life has been about. So today we will be going directly into the teachings. So Natalia, what is your first question? Well, my first question basically is uh, there are so much different information now. So people getting really, really mixed up in many things and in many uh, terms and understanding the terms. So I would love to start with um, maybe your explanation about the awakening process and the enlightenment process and what is the difference between both of them. It's like straight to Mm. the core. (laughs) Yes, why not? Let's jump in straight away. (laughs) Yeah. um... Um, your question was uh, like awakening and uh, enlightenment. Yeah, what's and what's the major difference between them? Because like it's just easier to ask the person who knows it for sure than to try to like Google it, let's say, because there is so much different and like complicated information now around us. So can you please mm-hmm. give your explanation about these terms and like what's the space because as far as I understand the awakening happens first, then the enlightenment comes, but there is the long way between them. So can you tell about both of them and this long way? 
Yeah, it's a uh, uh, basically it sounds very similar. Sounds very similar. Enlightenment and uh, uh, awaken. But uh, when we practically, when you are into this journey, and you will understand what is the differences actually. But if I my way to explain about this, uh, like awaken, it educate yourself about the enlightened process, enlightened practice, like you know how to enlighten, how to journey, like to the practice. So this is uh, awaken. It's uh, educate yourself, mm-hmm. and uh, the when you educate yourself and you practically when you um, start the journey and you achieve the journey, and that is the enlightenment. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sorry, like. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just wanted to figure out that what's the difference in the sensations? Like, what is the enlightenment in general? Uh, see, everyone has a, uh, I don't know, but uh, uh, you might have a different explanation about different masters and enlightenment. It might be the same uh, uh, achievement, same goal. Um, like same destination, but uh, the way of journey might be a different for each and every masters. Um, some people they got enlightened, they keep practicing and keep uh, doing uh, all the practices and doing yoga. And some people they just practice. Uh, some people they don't practice also. Uh, but uh, it's it's it doesn't mean that. Uh, uh, but uh, sometimes we took a. Some masters, they don't practice, but still enlightened. Uh, but we will not, uh, uh, what we call, uh, uh, we, we have to practice. It's never know when, what is the um, enlightenment, when is the enlightenment. And mm-hmm. so, uh, and then the better we do, we go through the you know, uh, actual process of practice. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. uh, it's like there is no final destination or final explanation of enlightenment. It's uh, uh, it's never known. Like it's just like uh, it's a moment, one moment practice. Either you will enlighten within the one moment, or maybe it will take many lifetimes to enlighten. So, yeah. Hmm. Okay, so and how do you think, like, what is your opinion about why we come in here in this world in general? Like, what is our sole purpose and, like, do we have it? Mm, unless, uh, when, unless we, are, uh, we are fully enlightened, you can't make a choice to come back or you, you can't make a choice to... Um, like you visit uh, in this world, but un- until and unless you are fully enlightened. But uh, otherwise, we we have no choice. We have we have to deal with our own karma. So um, yeah, what we are here today because of our previous karma. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, we come in here to 
clear our own karma and we create it at the same time. <laughs> yes, it's it. <clears throat> okay. So, so um can you tell that like uh then enlightenment like enlightenment it's something which burns all our karma in this case we can make a decision not to play this game anymore? Yes, uh, it is but uh, still you have to be in the karmic cycle itself uh, because mm -hmm. karma is the one of the biggest uh, creator um, like and even you are fully enlightened or you achieve enlightened also but you know that you are out of the cycle still then you have to follow the rules of the karma because you are living in this uh, karmic cycle itself mm -hmm. interesting yeah because like yeah it's really interesting. Um, so, like, you know, like, I have this question for a really, really long time. I think maybe already two years. Um, mm -hmm. Like, if the enlightenment is something which, uh, like, you achieve and you feel that you are the one and you accept everything as it is, it's like, of course, my own understanding. Um, mm -hmm. When, like, I can be very mistaken. So, like, <laughs> if it's not, just correct mm -hmm. me, please. Uh, so. Mm -hmm. Why, in this case, Buddha like uh, started to teach to teach people? So, what was his um, um, how to say it was was decision behind it? Because in like, if you reach the enlightenment, it means that you accepted everything right in this world and like the existence of everything and then suffering as well. So, why mm -hmm. he started to teach people then, like how to? Um, go out from the cycle? It's uh, um, because uh, we are living in the society where like full of suffering, full of uh, pain, full of uh, um, like the world means uh, no peace. It, it's all about something else. Every day, every moment, uh, it, it's cycling. Uh, but uh, in terms of that, uh, we don't really understand. Um, we don't really understand why is happening, what is happening, and uh, we we try to blame each other for that, like just because of this and that and that, and we don't really seek our own inner journey. We don't really see ourselves. Mm. So then, uh, I think Buddha is teaching based on all about inner journey. So to accept the reality, why it's happening, what is like all the sufferings, why it happened. So when you understand this, then you are more easy to live um, because it's easy to uh, live a life um, even then you're full of, uh, surrounded by all the suffering but still mm -hmm. you can make it easy to live a life when you understand more. So Buddha's teaching is all about understand the root, understand the foundation, what is the exact source of the pain. So yeah, this is why he is about teachings. Mm -hmm. And um, like uh, in your understanding, what is the major source of the human being pain now? Like nowadays? Sorry, can you repeat? 
in your understanding, what is the major source of um, human being pain now? Because like people, uh, sometime to me, like I, it seems that basically our life in general becomes easier and easier. Um, like we get in all this tech support, like we have a lot of things like to manage our homes easily. Like we go into work and basically we can enjoy. But what I see now and I hear now that people, they continue suffering. So like life becomes easier, but people still suffer. How do you think why? What is this? Uh, it's uh, uh, because of the more you have easier uh, when we have uh, everything in your plate, um, we look for more actually, and we don't really appreciate what we have, what we are. We always think uh, because we don't really know what we have. So that's, that's why we look more actually. This is the something what we call it's attachment. Uh, we are the more we have, we grow more greedy. So this is the source of pain, human beings pain. We mm -hmm. need more like if we have like a uh, in ancient time we have a like oh like a telephone like you know um mm -hmm. the <clears throat> Very, very old telephone, which is like a, the, the two separate things. But now everything is easier, like very much easy. Like, but still, then we're looking for more update, more, much more easier than this. And now we we very feel lazy to you know, take our phone also because you you feel very hesitant. We sometimes we think that okay, you should have a without phone you can communicate. So this is our expectation. So this is the source of uh, human pain. Mm -hmm. So expectations and like greediness, wanting more than you have, like not being grateful for what you have. Uh, of course. Right? Yeah. 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 Okay. And so like um, now what I also see that like uh, a lot of uh, people who had very big background in practicing and like really strong and powerful, I can say teachers, uh, they come more to people, like they, they kind of started to move in, uh, in the world because before, like to get the teaching, uh, you have to really suffer a lot, go somewhere in Tibet or like um, in Himalayas to find yoga teacher, like, or, like really make a journey and make it your purpose. So now um, the teachings, they becoming more easier to access thanks to technologies, of course. And more and more teachers, they come yeah. into um, um, and give the knowledges. So why do you think why it's happening in general? Like what is this need now? Why it happens? Because it feels like not a trend, but it feels that something which is like meant to be or had to be done. In the, in ancient time, people have to travel Himalaya, like very like uh, months and months. They have to travel to get the teachings, and uh, the, the time no, not no facilities are there. Like people have a really hard time to get a, like what we're talking right now. Like this is also kind of indirect teachings, 
but we have a very, very, very uh, good facilities. Like uh, we are talking over the phone and talking. It's like uh, we are really talking each other nearby, but it's not. We are in like thousands of miles away. Um, but in those times, we don't really have that, but people have to travel far and far. And But this just like a simple amount, like simple teaching, like a compassion, to achieve the compassion teaching, they have to travel like this. But today we have everything in facilities. But look at the differences. Like in that time, they travel like uh, months and months and months, like, you know, more than six months they travel. And then uh, look at look at the differences those time and the right now because now it's fully fashion uh, like facilities there. But in those days, like people have to travel a lot, uh, like months and months, and like more than three four months they have to go and they have to get a teaching of simple word of the teachings like um, uh, compassions, just the compassion. But uh, look at the dedications those days, like. Uh, you have you have a pure vision, pure uh, mind, pure dedication, pure. Um, it's it's your devo- devotions that makes you that long journey. And when you receive the teaching like, about like a compassion, one word of the teachings, you received it. And you value it for like a more than anything else. So that's why it works because when you value it, it makes sense. And nowadays, like, um, you can get uh, online, YouTubes, Googles, and, and like, mm, a book. Uh, you will get the, each and every, uh, the biggest teaching, you know, the advanced teaching. Like, uh, you can enlighten within the moment. You will have that. But I don't think so we will enlighten that easily, like, uh, earlier time. Because we don't really know the value of this teaching and value of this practice because we receive all these very uh, very without any dedications just mm-hmm. to elaborate a little bit more to our listeners and people who are going to be watching it also because it's very important what he just said that in like in our world right now pretty much everything is available online i mean you can google enlightenment and there are like hundreds ways how to get mm-hmm. there and there are all kinds of teachers mm-hmm. who are saying that they know how to do that and it's not about information after all. It's about the readiness of the person to receive it. And if I'm not mistaken, Rinpoche, I believe in a, like in a traditional text, they do talk about uh, a human being as a vessel, right? Or as a cup that like a, the, the cup or the vessel has to be ready to receive. And probably with people, modern people, many just not ready. And so when they Google and go for practices, it doesn't bring results because they're not ready. So, yeah, Natasha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, I understand this. So, like, um, everything is so much available and it's actually scary. How do you think can it be dangerous for people if they practice themselves without, um, like, a leader or a teacher? <laughs> Very dangerous. <laughs> It's uh, it's world is full of dangers now. Like, uh, you know, um, I, I'm I'm sorry to mention those names, but I'm not uh, particularly mentioning all these things because, but you know, the the terrorism and uh, all these things, they are not uh, um, some some like 
all these things, some kind of sometimes its background is very uh, like a religious background sometimes. Um, but why? Uh, it's not the religion. It's their misconcept because they don't learn properly through the teacher. Or uh, I'm just giving an example, not mentioning about something. But this is the result happen. This type of result will be happen. Uh, so when you don't have a proper teacher, proper guidance, and then it's it's, it's like a, you are becoming like a terrorist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spiritual terrorist, can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, I actually think that it's quite a lot of uh, quite a lot of spiritual terrorists now because even like from my own experience, uh, uh, I've been on like um, I'm Kundalini yoga teacher, so like and uh, I texted you when uh, like before that um, when I got my. Um, uh, how to say it, like a, a teacher certificate. Um, after this teacher training, um, I had to pass through quite serious uh, therapy because like all my traumatic experience suddenly opened up and like I couldn't be um, active. So like I couldn't work properly or do something because I was like on a constant roller coaster. So it took for me a while to find the way to balance. But like I, I was passing the teacher training with a really like famous teacher in Kundalini Yoga. And I understand like on my own experience that practices can be very dangerous. But like um, for me, um, I think it's very important to like, based on my experience again, like it's very important to understand uh, what comes first and the next and the next and the next because there is a stages um what about uh Dzogchen buddhism it's the same right so like uh it's also comes with stages and yeah. like it's a very serious mm-hmm. deep mm-hmm. practice yeah yes. so um i read that like uh with practicing uh Dzogchen buddhism uh, you can reach an enlightenment within one life. And also, like it said, like that, like I'm just wanted to ask about. And also, like you can realize your, uh, like, um, as far as I understand, there is some way when monks live in, like, a, as a light body. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was thinking about it, that, like, they can kind of can, turn can into the uh, can, can you repeat a few lines back? Because I, I just dropped my earphone. And, so and your line it. was a bit breaking. Yeah, Natalia, your line was a bit breaking. So it, it was hard oh. to understand. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe like, uh, okay. So um, I was reading about like a Dzogchen Buddhism that if you practice it within one lifetime, you can reach the enlightenment if you like go in a proper practice. That's the first thing. And another one thing is like I was reading about the monks who are um, transforming their bodies into the light when they leave. Um, can you comment on that? That is uh, pretty sure, actually, like whatever you said. Um, it's uh, it's possible. It's not an impossible thing. Um, but it required a lot of, lot of dedications and like uh, you shouldn't waste it each of one like that moment you have to be in that moment itself 
to practice, 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 and then only the enlightened achieve in within this life. That is true. And uh, another thing we call like, even we call the rainbow body also, light body. It is, mm-hmm. um, um, I, if I'm not wrong, I might uh, tell you something about like uh, uh, light body. It is just, um, like when we do yoga or when we do exercise, you actually lose your weight and you feel more, uh, you become lighter and lighter. So this is the example, some kind of like, um, and in the spiritual journey, you are not only physical practice, you have like body, speech, and mind. You are training every day and every moment. So, of course, it's become lighter, and one day you are dissolved back into like light, and you are transformed into light. This all happened just because of practice. You need a right information, right practice, and right timing. These are very required for this. But uh, this is just an, uh, uh, many, many, many good practice they don't achieve also. But it doesn't matter. They don't practice for this achievement. They just practice for the good being. So if you happen to achieve, then achieve. It's it's not a priority or I should achieve the rainbow body or something like that. This will be another biggest attachment for the practice. So the moment you start with the attachment practice and you are disqualified from the beginning itself again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's actually very interesting because like I was practicing yoga for a long time and with yoga, it feels that you're kind of expanding from within out. But like when I started to practice your teaching, for me, it's always very interesting how I feel first connected with everything. And then it kind of like, I don't know, comes in me. So, and like, um, I don't know, for me, your teachings are very, very about like being compassionate and being connected with everything. And uh, I don't know, I truly love it. (laughs) So, and uh, uh, I wanted to ask you also about like your material world like when because i see that you uh act in material world as well like being an um editor uh, of the movies so um how your spiritual experience help you in um achieving um in material world um like thank you for your um, you said my teachings really helps you, but uh, uh, I must say my teaching is not so powerful, not a powerful. But my yes, my teaching is very convenient uh, to understand. So when you understand easily, then it makes work. So maybe this is the reason. So uh, I don't. Uh, my teaching is not complicated. So this is the reason many people they some people they like. And uh, uh, yes, uh, I. I'm more into uh, um, digital world and I'm more, I do a lot of things, uh, which is uh, whatever, it's, it's like what we call, um, um, I can say the character, like when uh, uh, I do a lot of have a characters and those things, but I do all these things because it's, it's a mind projection. 
and uh, so I just let it out with whatever it is, unless it's harming to others. Um, so it, it's a uh, until and unless you are uh, let it out, you will never experience. So for the experience, you need to express those things, and then you will understand. Um, up, all these things uh, from this, all this, I, I have a lot of experience because people's reactions are different. Uh, some people they like, some people they comment, some people they really don't like it. And and you you have a lot of um, uh, uh, source to understand to all. Uh, because I don't really communicate with them uh, uh, spiritually because... Uh, uh, now it's very uh, talking about spiritually is also uh, another um, very sensitive uh, um, topic. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, but basically, um, I I don't know. Like my question was mostly about like uh, how do you um, accept, like not accept. Um, let me rephrase it. So, like what about uh, your experience in spirituality and um, when you let's say act in a normal world with people who didn't practice like just i don't know um, does it really help you like uh, do you feel that um, it's easier for you than for some other people because you have your background you let's say like you know how to manage your mind um mm -hmm. and you feel it properly and like you don't go much in drama or all these things so how it helps you like do you really feel it yeah of course because uh um i it's a kind of exchange of the perceptions exchange or exchange of the character i i believe in that way so uh I do. It's it's kind of for me. It's a test, and uh, um, I practice in a different uh, genre, different journey. But uh, I I take it the normal life also. Like uh, I acted as a very uh, sometimes I act as a like you know the superstar. Sometimes a very funny. Sometimes very like uh, a lot of things. It's. Uh, um, but only thing is, uh, like, you don't really need to, my belief is, like, uh, the outer look, outer, uh, like, what we call that journey, outer and the inner. And mm -hmm. when you have in such inner journey, then you don't really matter what is your outer uh, way of looking, way of journey, how you express. Uh, you can be anything. You can be a very comedian. You can be a very, uh, like, romantic persons are uh, you can be any type of businessmen all they can achieve um the the, the spiritual practice it, it's not a very big deal what i want to say you can be a normal life to achieve all this thing like sometimes people they think like i'm a normal like ordinary person like i'm a, <clears throat> not i'm a business person so how can i practice the um, dharma or something like that so why not if i can act like a normal businessman and why not you can practice yeah that's good thank you and uh like um 
my, I think, last question, which I had, because um, for a long time, uh, women, they wasn't allowed to practice. And from my own personal experience, for women, it's a bit harder to practice meditation because of our way of thinking. Our, our mind is a bit more messy, so we keep concentration on a lot of things, but not very deeply. So, like, um, it's from psychological uh, understanding of women mind and men mind, because main mind is more centered. Um, so, uh, maybe you can give some advices. For women, like, how many? Because a lot of women, like, face this problem. For guys, it's much easier. <laughs> Uh, it's not like that, like in a, but yeah, some, uh, we can say some era in between, uh, uh, like, I don't know why they have, like women are not practicing and this, uh, like spiritual path or something, but one thing, uh, this is my own experience because, um, I have been through some, some, uh, if I say, honestly, I have been like, uh, uh, I was dealing with some uh, relationships, but uh, I came to know those like women's uh, psychologies and I, I try to understand because it's completely, for me also, I, I com complicated also like I, to understand the woman concept. So I try to understand those, um, what is the psychology behind, but I don't really um, uh, have a big uh, uh, differences on these two men and women. I prefer both are equally same uh, to achieve the practice. But one thing, uh, women has a more powerful. Uh, um, they have uh, um, when they're resistant, they have more powerful resistance because they they have to uh, because they have to carry entire human in their body, and uh, they have to receive. So uh, in that time, it's it's it's. it's uh, biggest pain I, I one thing i have ever understand which is they carry the biggest pain so of course they have emotions little bit fluctuation was, will be there but when you when you have a practice when you're doing the practice so it's very important to stick your like your mind should be very centered uh, just because of that maybe i'm not sure but my my perception so and uh, women have a lot of uh, um uh, what we call mood swing, like energy, emotion, they can they can swing anytime, just because of they had they are carrying the biggest pain, so that's why they are not uh, like fully um, balanced. It's not about their balancing, but it's a nature call. It's automatically you have to deal with those uh, emotions. So that's why I think, uh, but still, uh, uh, there's a lot of. Uh, female uh, enlightenment they achieve they achieve so uh, there's a many like Tara goddess and all this like this these are the you know, like all the female uh, goddesses who the one who achieved uh, compared to male little bit more uh, uh, not so easier but uh, since they are having that uh, they are carrying you know, biggest pain so I don't think enlightened practice can uh, uh, doesn't bother you women much they can also actually achieve the practice so i believe but only thing is that they they like you know the drama part it's not drama but it's an emotional balance 
So uh, I really appreciate uh, that uh, they can also practice. So now I can see a lot of women they are practicing. Now now it's ch- time is changing because the women are more practicing, more dedication. So um, it's quite a surprise actually. The male are very less uh, practitioner now. Uh, that whenever I go everywhere like spiritual journey, uh, seminars, practice, I see a lot of women. So they are doing good actually. So they don't really need any advices. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Thank you very much. So I think my questions are finished, finished. for today. <laughs> <laughs> Your questions finished. Okay. So we have maybe about uh, five minutes before we will be wrapping up. So I'm just going to maybe continue on the topic since we started about practicing for men and women. So Rinpoche, but I have also been seeing a lot in the society that um, there are many people and couples who are Mm -hmm. not practitioners and Mm -hmm. they don't really have like a one teacher that they follow, like a proper guidance, but Mm -hmm. they read probably on the internet or maybe they heard somewhere about this concept Mm -hmm. of attachment in the relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they kind of try to implemented mm-hmm. but because they are not trained mm-hmm. and not guided i just mm-hmm. see that it's probably more harming them than, than helping and so it's kind mm-hmm. of like natasha do you understand what i'm saying here do you know yeah, do you absolutely understand? yeah yeah i know right. what you mean so because it is a very sort of um popular topic these days detachment and the relationship and so so-called spiritual people meet, you know, and like somewhere in uh, holistic places. And they're like, oh, we are all spiritual. So let's just be together, but no expectations, no attachments. But they're not rooted in the practice. Yeah, they're not grounded. Properly. They're not grounded okay. enough. Exactly. And that's from what I have mm. been seeing around just creates more pain. It creates more suffering. It creates more misunderstanding. And um, and they sort of um, misinterpret the traditional practice. So what what do you what, what do you think about that? Uh, this is uh, it's very it sounds very simple. Like uh, let's not attachment. Let's not uh, like these things. Are very very. It sounds very simple, but I must say. Uh, the biggest, hardest job is to be simple. To, to be a simple is the hardest job. And uh, yeah, that's why um, unless and until and unless you are fully practiced, fully trained, uh, we shouldn't do that. Um, so uh, it, it's uh, like it's your what we call you're training uh, like uh, you're trying to train a tiger as a pet dog if you don't know how to deal with the tiger and it's very harmful and it's a, it's a, physically you can say I don't have an attachment let's say no commitment uh, uh, like relationships all these things but it's it is not physical terms it's beyond, it's your, your emotion is there. 
emotion when you are dealing with emotions it it's uh, it's uh, what we call um it's uh, beyond um control your your emotion is a very 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 childish and uh, you can't predict your child and she can say something he can say something but um, you can't trust at any time it can be switched so you are our emotion is that so in a relationship or something like that so uh, commitment no attachments it sounds very simple but when you're dealing with it it's your emotions it's 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 almost impossible you might be enlightened but you can't get over by this <laughs> i think enlightenment is much Sorry, easier i, I think <laughs> Okay, well, Natalia is doing question is to do. So let's just continue. We continue rolling this. Um, okay. So what, what you are saying, basically, then for people who are in the society, because what I have also just realized and have seen that, let's say, mm. um, I know people who are married or dating, right? Like boyfriends and girlfriends, mm. again, who are not mm -hmm. practitioners and not trained to be practitioners, mm -hmm. but they have family together mm -hmm. or they have like a household together or relationship together. But then they want to be spiritual and then sort of they try to follow this path and specifically this topic about sort of non-attachment and stuff. Um, I, I have been seeing it's probably again, it's, it, it's, it's harming more. So would you say that people who are not trained maybe should not even go there because it is a very dangerous it's area? Yes, because it's not necessary who are not practitioner. This is not required for them. That's why they choose family. They got married or they got, they got each other. Otherwise, you have, like, if you have a concept of not attachment, non-attachment, you shouldn't get married or something like that, whatever. So this is not meant for this uh, society. It's completely. A, a, like it's a you what do you call taboo it's mm -hmm. a taboo for the society this type of thing but only the practitioner can understand this but for normal people this is beyond imaginations so in, in living in the society and practicing beyond is uh, impossible <clears throat> That's why you have been saying it's like training yeah. a tiger or any other or shark yeah. or any other sort of really wild and yeah. dangerous creature because people who stay yeah. in the society and not properly mm. guided, but then because of the internet and technology, mm. they get access to all this information mm. and try to apply to their mm. lives. They're destroying their lives mm -hmm. basically, and they get even more confused. Yeah. And then they come to the monastery totally confused and they say, what is wrong with mm -hmm. me? I tried everything, but it didn't work. But they were not properly guided from the yeah. beginning. So I guess what you're trying to say True. that people need to have this clear, you know, definition in their mind. Are you following a practitioner's path? Yeah. Or are you following, following a society path? Mm -hmm. And those two are very different journeys in life. Yeah. It, it's completely like a left and right journey. Okay. Well, on that wonderful note, Natalia, is there anything else before we're wrapping up for today? 
Anything else you personally uh, can ask? No, I think like all my major questions have been replied. Thank you very much. Okay, well, uh, thank you. Okay, thanks. Yeah, thank you everyone for being here today and thank you everyone who is listening to us. And uh, we will be providing also all the links if you want to connect with Rinpoche and uh, just find his own teachings, then you can always do that. And otherwise, um, yeah, just remember, it's probably the most important uh, essence from our conversation that uh, whether it's two different journeys in life, to be practitioner is one way to go and to be a person in the society is an entirely different way to go. So you have to be very clear with your own yes. So don't mix it. Otherwise, it's going to be very dangerous. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. Thank okay. you very much. Thank you for inviting me on this uh, conversation. Wow. Thank you for listening. And thank you for watching. Timeless Teachings Podcast and Timeless Teachings YouTube channel are the online platforms for raw, real, and unfiltered conversations about spirituality, mysticism, and consciousness in a practical and down-to-earth way. We invite guests from all over the world to show you the variety of systems, schools, tools, and life stories that give the promise of illumination or what is called liberation in all aspects of a human life. It is up to you to decide which path resonates with you the most at this moment of your life. Only you know what is right for you. Did you enjoy the interview? Feel free to share this episode with friends, subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channel, and follow us on social media. Stay wild and be humble. До встречи!